Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's Ant Hill time. I think this one is about to be a spicy meatball. Because, Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Uh, Jay Hill's in the house, and that means controversy is coming. <laughs> uh, Jay Hill is already very opinionated about last night's game, and I'm excited to get into it. This is going to be a fun one, Jason. So let's get it started. 49ers versus Broncos. What did you think about the game? I think that we have a hell of a defense and we have a, a quarterback who I don't want to hear the excuses of oh, my timing's off I need to get you it's the same damn players you play with for, for last Ray Ray McLeod that's one guy Danny Gray no they didn't play a ton that's the fourth and fifth receivers it's the same Jawan Jennings it's the same Jeff Wilson it's the same George Kittle it's the same Debo and the same Ayuk and he's still Throwing balls behind guys over the middle and late and, and, and getting picked and, and not seeing the rush. Same guy. This is why I was totally okay with a training year for Trey. This, this, this game right here, because like I've said, Jimmy cannot beat good defenses and really good quarterbacks. Russ had one drive. Our defense let down for one series, one Five-minute stretch, they weren't perfect. And we lost that game. I'm with you. The defense uh, did their part. The special teams did their part. They were fantastic. One phase of the game didn't quite meet expectations, and that's this 49ers offense. I think that when it comes down to it, though, Jimmy Garoppolo made mistakes. Jimmy Garoppolo made some plays. It's not as bad as everyone says. It's not completely over-the-top atrocious. Like, scored 10 points. They scored 10 points, Yes. But it's not just on Jimmy Garoppolo. Did Juwan Jennings not foul a ball along the sidelines? Did Jake Brindle and you know have a bad snap? That, that 
That was on him. That was not on Jimmy. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm saying. There's other people that contribute to this too. I'm I'm just keeping it real. Jimmy, did he have enough problems? Did he create enough problems? Yes, he did. That it, last interception was a terrible look. Uh, that was a bad throw. He threw into coverage. Kwan Williams is right there. They're running the lurk all throughout the game. Some of them you recognize. That's why you've seen some of the throws behind receivers, like one to Brandon Ayuk. It's behind him because he sees the lurk in the middle of the field. If he leads him, it's an interception. Right. So I think sometimes it's Jimmy trying to make the right throw. Was it always accurate? Was it always good? No. Um, but I think there's plenty of blame to go around. Do I think Jimmy Garoppolo deserves some of it? Absolutely. Uh, whenever you turn over the football, whenever you're a quarterback and you don't win the football game, you deserve it. But I think one of the arguments that's went around for a long time is that Jimmy Garoppolo can't win games by himself. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the t guy that took the 49ers to the NFC Championship game, not the guy that took him to the Super Bowl. Then why do we always put all of the blame on Jimmy Garoppolo when the some players around him don't live up to expectations to help Jimmy win football games? That's a fair question. I, I would say that it's, it, it come, it's like the starting pitcher in baseball. If, if you go out there and pitch eight innings and give up one run and your team loses 1-0, it's, it's on you because you're the starter. The starting pitcher gets all the hype. The starting pitcher gets all the money. Well, in NFL, the starting quarterback gets all the hype and gets the money. So, I mean, is it is it totally fair? No, but that's that's kind of how it it goes, though. I think in my mindset, you just gave it the baseball reference. If a starting pitcher loses one to zero, that's not on the starting pitcher. That's on the offense for not getting it done. Period. That's been my Matt Kane argument for for fifteen years. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I, I think that you know that you could put that in the defensive category. They were the starting pitcher in this. They did a really good job. Anytime you give up 11 points in a football game. A team punts 10 times. Yeah, you should win. And really, they didn't give up 11 points. Two of those were Jimmy Garoppolo Going on Dan the safety. Um, and you know what? I think that, you know, this game was one of those ones that was, it was, it was weird to watch. Because uh, that first drive for the 49ers was absolutely fantastic. When Kyle scripts the plays, the first 15, they always, they, they, all, they score on their opening 15, 20 plays at a very high rate. Yeah, I, I think that it's they're that middle part. Their first plays are always good. However, there are I because I, I have a feeling that this is going to turn towards Kyle Shanahan is a bad play caller or something of that nature. Uh, on Twitter, it, it already it is. It has. It's um, the fire Kyle. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me. But we will talk about Jimmy struggling. We'll talk about you know miscues and plays that should have happened, like the Debo getting deep uh, for what could have been a touchdown. But then we'll say Kyle didn't call plays right. If Kyle doesn't call plays right, there's not going to be wide Wire open guys receivers. uncovered all the time. Right. So I think yeah. that's a, kind of an interesting, you know, dynamic is, of course, Jimmy's going to catch the brunt. There's a lot of people that really want Trey Lance to be the starting quarterback. I mean, I wanted to see Trey Lance and what he could do this year. As and, I said, I, I'll give him the whole year. Yeah, I wanted to see the development because I did think by the end of the football season, he was going to have a really good grip on this offense. He was going to see things the same way Kyle did. Yep. And then we were going to see it, you know, transcend. But. In the same regard, we can't keep comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to what Trey Lance would have done or what we or think he would have done or, or hoped, because yeah. this is what we have right and now. We're stuck with it. it but <laughs> in, the, in the grand scheme of things, is Jimmy Garoppolo still not the best backup quarterback that there would have been in the league? Name a better situation where if your starting quarterback comes down, you don't have an opportunity to win because I think you'll agree with me on this, Jason. The Denver Broncos have a top 10 defense in this league. I, I think it's top six or seven myself, but... It, it's, it's nasty. And what concerns me about 
the Packers, the Broncos, the Rams, is that's all from our tree. So they're going to know better how to stop what we do because it's what they do. And like going to the five linemen stuff, it seemed to kind of create some problems for us. And I think that's it. That will be a continued blueprint that that we'll see next week, and we'll see if we if we, we play the Packers too. Yeah, you're right. And you know what? They did the same thing last year, right? Five, six guys yeah. bare front. What did Kyle Shanahan do? He adjusted. Uh, him and Mike McDaniel, and a lot of people are going to argue now that it's McDaniel that came up with it. I think both were a really big part of it. But they came up with an idea last year to be able to run a running back in motion, kick a guy out, and then run underneath. It was something they did consistently. And then when they thought he was getting kicked out, then they looped in. So there are adjustments to be made. We did know the defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos come from the Los Angeles Rams, so we had an understanding of what you had to do. But I still think the 49ers could have done enough to win in this game. There was enough opportunities to make plays, and they just didn't do it. And the I think the conversation about Jimmy doesn't take shots down the field. There were shots down the field in this game. I I have never been so happy with, with an incomplete pass as I was when he threw a ball outside the numbers deep to IU. It's like, oh, look, 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 we're trying to actually extend the field out wide a little bit. What a co- now it didn't get caught, but at least it was like at least have to put that thought in in the a uh, defense that, that if you get up too much, if you get eight guys in the box. We've got guys to get deep on you. And so that was at least something that was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, you also had Debo Samuel with the deep ball down the sidelines. Yep. Uh, you had uh, Kyle Yushek with an absolutely fantastic catch along the sidelines for 24 yards. That's got to be one. That that might be, when the year's over, one of the top 10 catches that that a, a Niner pl- player makes. For, it's... for a fullback to toe-tap like that is, that is some agility that you would not expect to see from Mr. Harvard. I think that's why I like it so much. It was it's great. A, it's a fullback. It was know? great. And then you have Brandon Ayuk with a 20-yard play as well. That was up the seam. Uh, they actually, you know, use Danny Gray to run people off. Ayuk comes underneath for a great catch. So the, the 49ers had some plays down the field. You should have been able to add a Jawan Jennings catch as well. I don't know what, what, what how, I, he had enough space to control that ball and get his feet in. That was that was that was a pretty good ball by Jimmy, actually. And he took an absolute hit on that play. Like, he threw it, and he got mollywopped. Yeah, he got popped And hard. he still got the ball out there. So, I mean, that was the thing, right? This offense had opportunities. They had explosive plays. They shot themselves in the foot sometimes with penalties. There was a holding call by Mike McGlinchey on the play where Jimmy Garoppolo got the, got first, the first down, down. Yep. which would have been a key you that know, first down. That was probably the biggest penalty that they took. On offense. Yeah, and, you know, that's, I mean, the other conversation could be, because I've, I've seen so many about Jimmy Garoppolo and the safety being the difference in the game. What about Kyle Shannon not accepting the penalty on the holding call uh, that could have forced them out of field goal range and forced a third and 16? I, I, I almost texted you on that one, and with the idea of that's just the, he's seen Russ too many times do bullshit, where he just scramble around and just, like he did on the very last, of the game where he just scramble, scramble, scramble. He's like, oh no. <laughs> we got him right here. It's it's a fourth down. It's gonna be a longer field goal. Let's just go ahead and give him no more chances to make any crazy Russ-esque plays. No, I understand the call, but I'm just saying, like, I I, I think I would be willing to do the same thing as a coach. I, I mean, think I would I probably would have too though. I always want to take uh points off the board and I want to trust my defense. 
Um, but the way the 49ers have been penalized in the defensive secondary at times this year, you worry well, about a, a five-yard five holding. Five-yard holding, which I, I think – I wish they'd change that rule. To, to me, it should be five yards and down over. Not Because the third and 25, oh, he grabbed him. It's on that five yards. Yeah. And first down, like that's, yeah, or that's even dumb. make it so it's you know a, a ten yard penalty. Yeah, but just not the automatic uh, first down. No, it's, it's a lot. Crazy. So let's talk about Jimmy because Jimmy stepped in. Uh, he steps in for for a Trey Lance in this game, and uh, if you look at him as a backup, I think this is kind of acceptable. <laughs> this is what you expect from a backup quarterback. If you look at it that Jimmy Garoppolo is a starter. Um, in this league, then, you know, Jimmy needs to play better. I think even Jimmy will admit he needs to play better. I don't think that's a question mark. But I think we also need to remember that it's not all on Jimmy Garoppolo, that other players around the team made mistakes too. And that's not being apologetic for Jimmy. That's just understanding that, you know, objectively, there was a lot of people that made mistakes in the reason they didn't beat the Denver Broncos. One of the reasons that we go out and make the trade and try and get and get get trade ready is, so we don't have to have everybody else playing perfectly around our quarterback. He can bail the offense out rather than the offense having to bail him out on a throw behind, uh, taking unnecessary sack, all that kind of stuff. So yes, when from that angle, Debo and those and Jawan, those guys have to step up and help Jimmy because they're better than he is. So, but at the same time, like bro, you've been in this offense for 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 five years now, like. Come on, and and you you know what Denver's gonna do. It's the Rams, one of the Rams' old coaches. You should kind of know what's coming. And once again, late in the game, he he was had had the ball kind of moving a little bit, and the, the first part of the game had the ball moving. But but like the the Eagle game last year, and the other side of the year, that second and third quarter, the offense seems to sputter, and I. It's not all on Jimmy. I think some of it could be on Kyle. Some of it could be on everybody else. Like it's it, it, it's a a both and. But I'm tired of seeing the offense start off really good, or like Titan game last year, scored in the first two, two possessions and didn't score again until late in the fourth. So there's something that is a, a disconnect with Kyle and Jimmy and the rest of the offensive players where they can't put three quarters of good offensive football together still. Very often, or uh, against a above average defense. If you're playing a crappy defense, then sure. But if you're playing an above average or really good defense, like like the Titans had last year, like Rams have, like the Broncos have, offense just goes and that's it. Drives me crazy because at the end of the day, you you and I are old enough to know the that San Francisco used to be synonymous with scoring points at will, like the. The idea that San Francisco always has had a, a good defense, but we were always a offensive team first. And whether it's Harbaugh or even now with Kyle, when it's Kyle and Jimmy, we're kind of carried by our defense. No, it is. I mean, but this is the makeup that Kyle Shanahan wanted for his football team. This is the makeup that John Lynch wanted for the football John team. John Lynch did, yes. Uh, Kyle did too. What's the first thing Kyle told John? Defensive line. Yeah, uh, they they are in a full agreement. I mean, Kyle's, but Kyle's also a Shanahan, and he likes offense. He does <laughs> too. So yet, yet he doesn't invest highly in his offensive line. Besides Trent Williams, so I mean that's the thing, right? He believes that he can get by with certain things, and he puts the investment in the defensive line every single year. This year, Drake Jackson, they could have went and got an offensive weapon. 
He looked good last night. He did. He looked good last so night. What I'm saying he's is, coming. What he's I'm coming s- good. This defensive, <laughs> this defensive unit has been built by the 49ers for this exact reason to go out there and be absolutely stifling and shut people down. The defense they is, have. Yeah, the defense is good, and we're going to get into the defense very, uh, you know, very much here in a second. But I do want to talk about the 49ers' left tackle. Uh, Trent Williams gets rolled up on. It's a, it's an ankle sprain. He's going to be out for several weeks. So that means they're going to have a decision. They had Jalen Moore because Chris uh, Chris Furster likes to go with a left guy and a right guy. So Colton McKivitz is normally a right guy. But Jalen Moore, number one, his struggles definitely didn't help the offense get going there he in that drive. Lost. He did not look good. That inside move by Randy Gregory absolutely smoked him. Um, and then they had to the Linebacker put... coming off the edge where he just watched him go by. No, no, he went inside. Randy Gregory made him No, not no, it, it was it was a, a different guy. Just just ran right past him. Are you him. sure? Yes. Because they were given help with George Kittle as well. They had to. Yeah, at, they did. After that point. No, it, it's gotta be McKibbitts. Like, and I thought he came in and, and he did better than Jalen Moore. He at least got in the way of the problem is Colton McKibbitts has been hurt all week as well. So I mean the what do you think about the four years left tackle? Uh, what is the the is it is it McKivitz? Is he the answer? Is it hopefully Daniel Brunskill's healthy? Uh, what what do you think they do? Is it Blake Hance? Yeah, it's uh, it's gotta be it's gotta at least for this week it's gotta be McKivitz because I, I I don't think he 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 at least versus the Rams last year was was at least decent. Like yeah, he only gave up two sacks. Uh, I said decent. <laughs> That's decent. When you watch what 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 Jalen Moore did, and you think about the Rams at some points adding Aaron Donald in front of him, that yeah, that's decent. I think the good news for uh, Colt McKivitz and the 49ers is Von Miller doesn't play for the Los Angeles Rams anymore. That'll help too. Yeah, that that's big time. But yeah, Colt McKivitz has got to be that guy. Um, this is exactly why you have a you know the versatile lineman that you have. So they're gonna have to step in for Trey, and it's I mean it's not a a great proposition right <laughs> now. But you're hoping that you can Running get through some of these out, games. Uh, left tackle out, quarterback out. Like your 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 most important spots on the offense are all hurt. It's great. I I do like the idea. That, like I, I I've never been so happy to hear is an ankle injury as I was last night because when I watched that that video and the way his leg went up and in, I I thought it was a knee. Oh, I said ankle right away. I I thought he was done. I was watching the game with Warren and I just looked over and I said it's an ankle. And then when it came out, the report it was an ankle. It was, it was pretty easy. I was hey, I was, ankle? I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, former offensive lineman. I'm like, yeah, that's an ankle. Sorry. I got rolled up on. And there's no way to prepare for that. Well, I was going to say, since this is his, his second ankle in a year, should he wear different ankle braces or supports? If, or... You, if you wear ankle braces, it could limit your your flexibility, okay. um, your weight, your you know, movement. All those things stiffen you up, and you know he's then, he's built on his uh, athletic ability. So I mean, you just don't want to hinder that. So I mean, it's tough. It really it was bad is. time too because it was just after like they had gone through the whole sequence of 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 how dominant he is and all this praise. Collinsworth said he's like the the best player in the whole sport, and then then, then like five minutes later. And he's down and being carried. And I think what's off. I think what's frustrating too is his DJ Jones that landed on him. <laughs> it, like, it, uh, it's just like when Kerry Hyder landed on Jimmy Garoppolo yep. last year. Like, come on, come on. But let's talk about the 49ers defense now because the 49ers <sighs> defense good. is absolutely fantastic. And and that was that's the shining thing, right? They are as advertised. This is one of the top defenses, if not the top defense 
in the entire league. They shut down the Denver Broncos offense the entire game besides the one drive where, you know, Russ makes some improv plays. Uh, you got to expect those to happen. And there's at the end of the game, they show Charles Amini, who's sitting on the, the bench, and they cut right as he's saying, how in the F? And I think he's saying, how in the F did, they, did we give up 11 points and lose this game? Yeah, that's probably, yeah. That, that it, if this continues for a couple more weeks where they give up 12 or 14 or less and the offense scores 8, 9, or 10, I just hope that it, it doesn't start to create a little tension in the locker room because, man, like, that defense is just, it. I keep coming on the show and keep praising them and saying how awesome they are. And, and then the next week that they go out and play even better. They're even more dominant against uh, this time. It, it, offense for Broncos hasn't been very good. We're going to need to get the ball more to Jerry to do the, the rest. But um, at some point, it would be nice. But they have a lot of, uh, of good players. Like th- th- that offense will be good at some point. And they just, man, like you could tell Russ is just looking around. Like I, 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 I have nothing. Like I, I, I don't know even how to get, get the, I mean, what they have eight, eight, three and outs. Yeah. It was the first it's time that it ever happened to Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, it's in, dominant in his defense. Yeah. The, de- the defense is fantastic. And I don't think there's going to be the tension, even if the offense continues to struggle because of Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward, like those guys, Jason Verrett in that locker room. Yeah. Uh, Eric Armstead as well. You know I mean? And that was a big loss. They don't have Armstead and yet they still, still play the way they did. Yeah. So I think that they're going to keep figuring it out. The good news was, though, Kinlaw did pretty good. There were moments where I thought he wasn't able to handle the double team as well. Um, but I think a lot of that goes into the fact that they were able to double team at the point of attack on one side and then single up Kevin Givens at times on the other. Yeah, that's not what you're looking for. You're looking for you know them to have to double team both. That'll keep the linebackers clean and be able to run. They did have the injury to Aziz Alshire. He's going to be out for a while with an MCL sprain. But I thought Demetrius Flanagan Fowles came in and played pretty well. He was uh, yeah yeah he, he for as bad as as, as he. Looked like like two years ago. He's made a lot of progress. Oh, Aziz Alshire is is a big time player, and, and he'll be back at some point. And we know that the, you know he'll be helping this 49ers defense out. But I mean, when it comes down to it, one thing I wanted to, to talk to you about was at these cornerbacks. You know, this is the cornerback play. They've been tested and they've stood up in a big way. I mean, I'm not going to get on Mooney Ward for giving up a catch here and there. Uh, for the most part, they're stifling and they ran man coverage and didn't give up any plays down the field. They. When I said this is probably our best secondary since that 94 team, I wasn't joking. And it's looking like that's very much a, a, a strong possibility because they it, it took an audible back shoulder throw for them to get one clean catch on Ward. Yeah. In three weeks. Like, that was the first. And... It, it had to be that throw because he had him covered every other spot. Like that was, it was great coverage. It was just a, a really good, good, good play by Russ. So the other thing I was going to ask you about, because this 49ers defense, one thing that was apparent early on in this game was Yomber Lenore was starting at nickel and Samuel surprising. Womack was not. 
Now, I had said some things last week that I thought Womack had a couple of struggles, yeah. and I heard D'Amico Ryan's kind of mention it, but they're real, you know, they don't like to give criticism openly. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Shanahan does that just to, to tick people off. Everybody. Um, but I was going to ask you, like, what did you think about Guillermo Lenore's play? He was big time. Like, he, I, 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 I was very, I was surprised to see him out there, but he was, he coverage was really good. And like you talked about before, he does a better job of stopping outside runs than, than Womack does at this point. But he was up, up making a ton of plays. The only thing I wish the defense had been able to do is just get one turnover. Oh, they had opportunities. They, they had several. You know, I mean, in fact, Womack created an opportunity yeah. to knock the ball out. There was lots of opportunities. Uh, that one that Russ throws a hot over the middle and he gets tipped up, and all three defenders, like Greenlaw, Gibson, everyone's oh, running towards there. the ball, and they're just not able to get it. It's one of those times where, you know, the Broncos converted on every turnover that the 49ers had, and yep. the 49ers just weren't quite able to get those. Uh, but I love Diomar Lenore playing the nickel. We've been calling for this since he got drafted. And the 49ers were playing him outside. They weren't working him in. Then they finally started to. This is the first time we've seen him go in. And I thought he played really, really good. I don't think he's given up that spot anytime soon, which means Womack's, Womack's probably going to come in in certain situations. And all the while, I'm looking, and uh, we're getting really close to Jason Verrett time Well, with that window being opened because after four weeks, they can do it. So after this next Jimmy game, too. Jimmy Ward, Jason Verrett, uh, could potentially come back. Gibson had a, 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 a another good game too. Oh, Dish, uh, Tishon Gibson's been playing so He's good, playing well. So I mean, when when Jimmy Ward comes back, it's probably going to be Tarverius uh, Moore that goes, yep. and that's crazy. Moore is one of our better special teams players, so they're going to have to recover from that. But I mean, the secondary could even get better, and that's crazy to say because. Uh, you know, they held another offense under 200 yards <laughs> passing. And, and that's just tough NFL to do in this crazy. league. And the Broncos got over 100 yards rushing, but 101 <laughs> without their starting defensive tackle in yeah. there. It's it's a ridiculous defense. I'm looking forward to watching the defense play all year. If you enjoy defensive football, this is going to be the game for you. But I don't think a lot of people really enjoy the, the defense as I like much it. as some. No, I know you do, uh, but, do, but think about all the t the conversations. Well, this was a boring game. This is a boring game, but it was two really good defenses it playing was, really good it, defense. It was fascinating because the defenses were playing so well. You're like, okay, at some point, like one PI, one anything could could shift the whole the whole game. I it, was very thankful none of those penalties happened either. Uh, right, it was decided on the field. It wasn't decided by penalties. They let them actually go out there and play a little bit. They did. They let them play, and both teams did a good job. You know, the Broncos' defense is something to be reckoned with. Oh yeah, uh, get, in this league, and it, I kept saying all during the week. I went on like John Chapman, and I said, uh, "Let's just hope this isn't the week the offense for the Broncos gets, clicks." It's going, yeah, exactly. But the good news was the 49ers' defense just stood up. So two thousand Ravens here coming up. All right, let's turn the page. The Rams are coming up. The Rams are the the division leading. Uh, team right now they have the win over Arizona they're sitting there at two and one the 49ers at one and two in second place in the division the 49ers always play the Rams really tough and you know they're, the last seven games yeah the NFC championship game of course is the glaring one uh it's a it's a close battle the 49ers led most of the football game so it's not exactly like the Rams have a recipe right that just they're gonna beat the 49ers no. every time but Jason I'm curious what you're most looking forward to this game because a win by the 49ers. They're technically back in first place. <laughs> they are in first place because they'll have two division yep. wins. 
which is absolutely huge. Uh, so what are you thinking about this 49ers versus Rams Monday night matchup? I <laughs> I don't know. Like, I keep thinking, like, okay, the Rams, they're the defending Super Bowl champs. It looks like after the NFC Championship, Sean sort of figured out a couple of things on both sides of the ball to kind of slow down at least the offense. Because if you, if you remember, the, 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 the Monday night game last November, since San Francisco won, like, 31 to and it wasn't even that that close really um so and then the mc championship game that they, they had they only scored 17 so i'm not really haven't got a good feel yet about what the offense is going to be because it d didn't look very good this week um but the i watched a lot of the rams and cardinal game too yesterday and the Rams have won two games, and both of the, those games, like they could be zero and three right now, too. Like that's that's the one thing where if Kyler gets one touchdown, they win that that game. If Jalen Ramsey doesn't make a heck of a play against the Falcons, they lose that game too. So the Rams aren't as dominant uh, or at, even playing as well as they played last year. So. In some ways, it, it feels like two teams who are both playing below their talent level right now. So, it 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 it, it I don't think it's as uphill as as we as we would initially think after last night for Niners to actually get win. The Rams are replacing what's it like eleven starters from mm, last year and key spots too. Yeah, it's it's this isn't the same football team. You you're missing left tackle. You, Andrew Whitworth was a big loss. That was a big loss. It and, really was. Uh, you know they yeah they added you know Wagner which is fantastic, but you <laughs> lose Von Miller. Now. One of the keys to beating the 49ers is no is pressure right. No, no OBJ too. Yeah, getting after uh, getting after Jimmy Garoppolo yep. has been a a way to win. That is the difference between the 31-7 matchup you're talking about and the NFC Championship is Vaughn freaking Von, Miller Von coming Miller. off the out, outside and helping Leonard Little. Uh, it, or Leonard Floyd, I'm sorry. Um, Leonard I, Little. <laughs> Leonard Little, sorry. Uh, wrong guy. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty as charged. <laughs> um, but you, you, got, you, know, you had a, a different guy coming off the edge. So that is a different matchup than what you're going to get in this game. They're yes. not as good in that area. So I think that the you know the 49ers are going to have to establish a run game, and they know exactly what they're going to get. You might as well take what you saw in the NFC Championship game from the Rams and, and just back. put it right in this game, yeah. and then take some of the principles the Broncos did Same. and put it right in this game and understand now Kyle knows what he's got to do. He knows what the sum of parts are, uh, and he's got to be willing to run the football. That's number one. Like, And I know he tried in this game, but that's what you got to do. But this is an interesting matchup. For the fact that I don't think the Rams are who they were last year. And I, I think the 49ers right now aren't who they should be because they have so many injuries at key positions. Trent Williams is another big loss. Same thing in the NFC Championship game last year. The only thing that we got going for us is there's no Vaughn. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've got to get this run game going without Trent Williams now. With a young interior offensive line, uh, so it's, it's going to be a fun matchup. I think there's going to be a lot of key battles in this game. Jalen Ramsey talked about how, how difficult it is for Debo, you know, to cover Debo. But you don't have Eric Weddle either. Yep. Um, what are the what are the safeties going to do against these 49ers, You know, tight ends and receivers because Kittle will be coming into his second week. He should be uh, a, back. A, a little more active too. Speaking of, of the interior line, did you see that when they did the starting lineup thing, that 
that obviously entering play last night, Aaron Banks was the number two ranked left guard according to Pro Football Focus. Yeah, Aaron Banks has played absolutely Interesting. fantastic. Interesting. Yeah, like, oh, in fact, look at that. Spencer Burford's played really played well too. I think he was like either 11th or 12th, which is still for a rookie. That's not bad. Yeah, interior offensive line, the guards have held up. Jake Brendel struggled. Yes. And, you know, I think Daniel Brunskill, it could be in the mix to play center when he comes back. I we'll think see he might if, be. The problem is Furster doesn't like to upset chemistry. Um, so we'll see, but you might have to just to get better because I can tell you right now, Kyle Shannon is going to get very upset with these, uh, you know, exchange issues between center and quarterback. And we saw it at training camp too. Brendel had the same problems yep. with Trey Lance that he's having with Jimmy Garoppolo. He likes to get moving on these run plays, which I, I, I fully, you know, like. The quarterback needs to actually get the ball. Yeah, first. the ball hit Jimmy Garoppolo's, you know, end of his fingers. Uh, Jimmy wasn't pulling out as far as Brendel was taking off. That he needs to secure that snap, but. Yeah. It's tough. And Jason, it's that time. The score prediction I've time. I've been so bad in two of the first three weeks. It, it, it's embarrassing. 49ers versus Rams. Monday night football matchup at Levi Stadium. Do the 49ers tie the Rams for the NFC West lead? I'm saying or do no. they fall to one and three? They fall to one and three. Oh, my God. Send your hate mail right now. Rams are going to win this game 2016. Wow. And and give me a give me a couple reasons why. Um, I, I, it, I, they started to kind of pound Cam a little bit, and Cam he he, he actually he did fumble again too, but I, I I just think the the threat of him will be something that will get our linebackers' attention, and they might not. Drop off into helping on Cooper Cups so much, and I just think not having Trent. If we had Trent, I would probably go Niners like nineteen to sixteen. But I just think without Trent, it it gives a it it gives the Rams a a chance to move Aaron kind of around to different spots, and if he's out there if against. Kibitz or 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 whoever, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, I I think it's an interesting matchup all over the place. You know, who is Jalen Ramsey going to go take away? Where will Kittle, it, Aaron Donald line up? Um, I think there's you know key things like that. You know, can this run game for the 49ers get going? You brought up the run game for the Rams. 49ers really haven't struggled against the run game uh, the entire year. They've done a really good job against you know the the three teams that they played. I think it's going to be interesting. So Jason picks the 49ers to lose. Uh, he wanted to do it last week, but then he saw how bad the Broncos' offense had been playing and, and came back. I wasn't so wrong about that part. It, it's it's inevitable for Jason to pick against the 49ers. <laughs> Will I pick against the 49ers? We'll see. Uh, that's going to happen on the game preview wow. show uh, on Thursday. So I'll make back that, that pick. Back that bus then. right over me. Just... Yeah, it's, it's okay. Maybe... Rocking the, 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 the Under Armour hat after my boy Jordan Spieth with a dominant President's Cup. At least somebody got the job done and could close out. A victory. You're talking golf again. I am talking golf it's again. It's not even a team sport. It was. It was this week. It was the Presidents Cup. Oh. USA beat the international team. Whoop It's hey, it's a win. <laughs> Giants are trashed. Niners can't win games and can't win games. They won one already this year. They're one and two. And what were they last year before they went on a run and made the playoffs? My Lakers are bad too, so I I, I need to treasure any win I can get. And the Sharks are 
god awful too. Jason's so. just living his poor life in a life of despair. I am. Everyone should just feel sorry for Jason's fandom. He's just he's just suffering right now. Poor Jason. Very emotional. Yeah, I guess so. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. All these damn even even warrior with, fans. Even with uh Jay Hill struggling so much with his fandom. <laughs> uh but hopefully you didn't struggle to go ahead and like this video <laughs> and hit that subscribe button so you can get more content like this. Me and Jason don't always agree on topics, but it's fun to have a conversation about it. Most of the time, we do, though. Yeah, so it's going to be a fun fun week, 49ers versus Rams. Let's go to Patreon next, because that, 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 that's going to be wild, because the Jimmy M boy is going to be in here soon, and I'm going to eat him alive. That's true, and, and Jason's talking about 49ers face-off that's o over on Patreon, exclusively on Patreon, where Horst from Slightly Offsides, is going to go one-on-one -on -one with Jason explain his Jimmy in 49ers face-off. Big time. And Jimmy Garoppolo will be one of the talking points, I'm sure. <laughs> Fireworks are coming, as as uh, Horse said in his opening video. They had to bring in security so he doesn't kill Jason. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Like, I'll be the one killing him. Oh, it's, so make sure you're over on Patreon for 49ers face-off. Have a go, and we'll catch you next week for another Ant Hill show.